like uh, the day I learned to tie my shoes, I was sitting on the curb, mm-hmm. and he was he, he was coaching me. Oh wow! So, That's whatever it's worth, you know, whether it was an imaginary friend or whatever, but you know, he coached me. So. everybody welcome to the paranormal portal podcast i'm your host brent thomas thank you so much for joining us as always we appreciate all of you out there and thank you so much for your wonderful support remember if you've got an experience and you'd like to be a guest on the show please reach out to me you can reach me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com We've got a fantastic show lined up for today, folks, and uh, we are welcoming Brenda from Indiana, who's had just a really uh, amazing amount of paranormal experiences throughout the course of her life, and so we're going to get to talking to her. So without further ado, let's bring her on. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Hi, thank you very much. I'm so glad. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad you could good. make it and we could have yeah. this discussion. Um, this is pretty, uh, pretty intense stuff, but I guess probably one of the best places to, to start is where did this all start for you? Well, uh, the earliest memory I have of any type of paranormal experience is when I was about four years old, could have been a little bit younger, maybe, but no, within five, um, I was home with my mom. She was putting up linens online to dry, um, which was probably an everyday thing for her with 11 kids. But uh, she, um, I was running through the sheets, you know, just running amok, running around like a little kid does. And and she asked me who I was talking to. I said, I'm talking to my friend Charlie. And she's like, oh, okay. And she kind of just, you know, I guess, uh, played along and said, oh, your friend Charlie, who's your friend Charlie? And I said, well, he looks just like dad, but he has bright blue eyes. And she dropped everything in her hand, grabbed my hand, took me right in the house, told me I was in timeout. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> uh, no idea. You know, I was like, what did I do wrong? And right. I had to go and sit in the front room and go on timeout. And I heard her saying to my older sister, um, I think she has a ghost following her. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> Myself, you know, I'm like, ghosts? I knew what that was. Sure. And been to haunted houses, you know, with Halloween. And uh, um, she said, I think it's it's Grandpa Hake, or Grandpa Hake, my maiden name. Sure. And um, I, well, I remember asking her when I was older, and I talked to my sister that she had talked to that day, too. And she said, you freaked me out because your dad's dad, who I never met, died three years before I was born. His name was Charlie, and he looked just like dad, but he had bright blue eyes. And I didn't know that because I never met him. They didn't talk about him. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't close. He, uh, he wasn't close to our family. Okay. Um, my grandparents had divorced in like 1932 or something when my dad was four years old. Oh, wow. So he wasn't around much. Oh. Yeah. So, so uh, not- a couple of my, well, I had 10 older brothers and sisters, and only a few of those had met him oh. just a few times. So now her, her, he, putting, um, her, her putting you in time out, do you think that was because she was freaked out and just needed some, some way to react to yes. that? <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Very, very Catholic. Oh. Um, so with her, I guess with her Catholic belief and maybe how she grew up, Everything that was paranormal was evil. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, you know, how that is. Um, mm-hmm. She probably went into her little quiet area and prayed the rosary after that, knowing her. Oh. <laughs> um, she was always so afraid, so afraid of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And even she was afraid of death, too. She was really afraid of death. Oh. She talked about that a lot. So, yeah, and that was a, I remember him around a lot when I was that age. Oh, okay. Um, like uh, the day I learned to tie my shoes, I was sitting on the curb mm-hmm. and he was, he, he was coaching me. Oh, wow. So, 
that's whatever it's worth, you know, whether it was an imaginary friend or whatever, but you know, he coached me. So I wouldn't believe it. For um, a I, I would say that that sounds like a very uh, genuine experience um, to teach you something that you didn't already know. I mean, that's amazing. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had been trying it and stuff. Sure. Um, you know, I, I was one of those, uh, Stubborn youngest kids, I guess you could say. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Like, my brothers and sisters, my mom or dad would try to teach me to do something. I'd be like, nope, sorry, I'm going to do it myself. Leave me alone, kind of thing. So, <laughs> okay, sure. I've always been that way. Okay. I had to be, you know, with 10 brothers and sisters, you have to be absolutely yeah. pretty self sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, um, though. The next thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you now. Um, so when you got in trouble, that wasn't the end of your experiences with them. The experiences continued for quite a while. Do you remember when they ended? Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably about the time I started school. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that was the only like imaginary friend or any paranormal experience that I had that I remember Okay. at that young of an age. You know, just know that, you know, I knew his name was Charlie and... I don't even think I ever knew my grandfather's name. Sure. Until I was much older, and uh-huh. you know, I just never. I mean, I had an uncle named Charlie, but I knew he wasn't dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. It was okay. just a different. It was what I remember the most about that experience with my imaginary friend was his eyes. His eyes were very, very bright blue. Oh. And my dad had brown eyes. My mom had brown eyes. Hmm. And all ten. Of the 11 of us had brown eyes. So seeing somebody with bright blue eyes was unusual for me. Right. Um, my mom's family was a huge family, and I would probably say 90% of them had brown eyes too. So oh. that was the one thing that really stuck out with me, and that's what my sister told me when we were older and talked about it. She was like, I knew right then that it was Grandpa because she had met him, and she knew his, you know. Oh. Yeah, she that's- knew what his eyes so that's yeah, fantastic pretty interesting very much so yeah that's a that's an incredible first experience mm-hmm. to have and 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 this you know I, I mean you assume it's somebody that loves you and, and is looking after you at least mm-hmm. in a positive way so that's a good first first uh introduction. Right. Yeah. My, mom, my mom didn't see it that way sure i don't think i don't know if she thought that every part of normal experience was evil or my her father-in-law was evil I don't know for sure but <laughs> okay um I don't think she liked him very much. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But uh, so, so where do you go then? Uh, this is your first experience, and then where did your road take you? Yeah. Um, then we um, we moved out of the in, in town house we lived in to uh, <clears throat> a house that had like an acre and a half. So it was like we were living in the country. You know, we thought it was just it was uh, I think just three or four of us home at that point. You know, they were all older when I was born, oldest uh, 18 years between. Oh, wow. The okay. Oldest me. So, sure. Yeah. That's quite um, so, I know this was in 1976 because um, that's the when we had, for the summer we had moved um, out there. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the exact year we moved out there, but, anyways. Um, and we had, uh, we always had, Parties, you know, you know, big parties with. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they had a blow-up swimming pool, and we had our pop-up camper and picnic tables, and you know, just places to run and play. And I think we had a place that. So I know it was uh, uh, during that bicentennial summer. I remember a lot in that summer. Oh, okay. It was about nine or ten. I remember a lot in that summer. It was a blast. Sure. We did a lot of things. So. Um. I know that it was like a handful of my cousins that were out there with me, maybe some of the neighborhood kids and my brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, there was a uh, wooded area straight behind our, our lot. Um, there wasn't any any housing addition behind us or anything. So, Okay. There was a craft. Uh, typical silver... UFO, what you would think, um, just hovering above the trees. And it was only me and one of my cousins that saw it. And we ran like hell (laughs) into the house. And I don't know if the rest of the kids didn't see it or they didn't care. Uh But uh, it was 
like it took me a while to even want to go outside at night anymore. I loved being outside at night. Sure. To catch, you know, fireflies and right. look at the stars and stuff. So yeah. it didn't like come over to where we were. It was just kind of hovering. What said probably half an acre or stuff behind us. Could you could you describe the shape of it and, and how it appeared? Any details that you can remember? Typical saucer shape. Saucer. Silver. Okay. Kind of a dull map. Not really a shiny surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had white lights all the way around. White lights? I don't remember. Or, no. Yeah. They just were kind of moving wow. in a marquee all the way around. That's interesting. Um, the reason that I ask is because I've seen a flying saucer, <laughs> and it was only about seven years ago. Uh-huh. And it had the same thing, the, mar- the marquee lights going around the middle. So very, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. interesting. Wow. Okay. I don't know if lights changed color or if it moved during it. Because, like I said, I, I ran in the house and I was I wouldn't go out. <laughs> I think I told my mom I hurt my ankle or something, you know, why why I wasn't outside with the other kids. Sure. Not my cup of tea. No. <laughs> and there's been a few times since then that I thought I might have seen something that moved kind of fast in the sky. Sure. <clears throat> but if it did, I usually took my butt inside. <laughs> That's how much it scared me. 54 yeah. years old and I'm still scared of that. <laughs> Yeah. So how old were you when you had uh, this? There's been times we're outside, okay. like nine. You were times. nine, okay. Yeah, it would have been nine. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I was born in seven, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was um, that was a terrifying, terrifying to me. Um, I had my cousin. I don't know if she's um, done too many things to ruin her brain cells since then. She doesn't really remember it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember maybe. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. So wow. that was my, like I said, my one and only, I don't know if I ever want to have another one for sure. I'll joke around when we're out by the campfire, you know, Oh look, there's a UFO and mm-hmm. <laughs> just, <laughs> just mess with people. But if I ever saw anything that looked like that, uh, you can guarantee I'll be in probably under the covers. <laughs> Uh, where's where's Brenda going? I can go? handle the other stuff. I can handle ghosts all day, but not that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is something unnerving mm-hmm. about that too, because you know, I mean, it's I guess it's it's probably it, we don't know what they're doing and what they're here for and and all of that. So yeah. I think that's yeah. what freaks me out the most about them. It's like why are, why are they here? What are they up to? And that's where I got with my experience as well. And right. the difference uh, is, is that I can only see the one that I saw through night vision. It didn't work. I couldn't see it with my naked eye. So it was like hidden, but, huh. but I was, I was fascinated watching it, but I got to a point where it was like, wait a minute. I suppose it's probably watching me too. What does it want? Wait, I, I don't need this to be any more real than this. And then, and then I did the same thing. I just went inside. I was like, nope, I'm done. So where are we going now? Well, I think it was probably about 14 or so. Um, I had a few other things that happened between then and there. Oh, sure. But I think they were more like just dreams. So, I, don't, I mean, they, I don't really think they were significant at all. Okay. Um, they were probably, I had too much caffeine or candy as a kid. <laughs> kind of dreams. I don't know. Sure. Um, you know, it was like one was after an uncle died. And he died after leaving our house. So, you know, I think it was more emotions probably with that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but at 14, I was babysitting. Of course, I babysat a lot. Okay. Because um, my oldest nephew was only three three years younger than me. So by the time uh, my brothers and sisters had kids, I was, you know, mm-hmm. babysitting every weekend. <laughs> Sometimes for several of them. Wow. Mom and dad always said, do it at their house, you know. <laughs> um, they had enough, you know. They wanted their time on Saturday night. Sure, with Ted, Ted uh, kids, I we, I took a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I took a friend with me over at my sister's house, which I didn't never, I never liked this house. Hmm. It was always just kind of dark and creepy. Oh. Um, and that's why I, if I babysat there, I took somebody with me. Well, my nephew was the only one there. He was probably and nine or 10 mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and he went to sleep and we decided we we're going to get the Ouija board out. Oh dear. Yeah. So we got the Ouija board out and, uh, I, this was the first time I ever did it. 
I did it one more time after this, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> but it was, um, you know, we, of course, turned all the lights out. I think I found a candle, and we lit the candle. And, and um, we were asking it questions, and we were just asking things that were just like yes or no, you know, questions. Are you, are you, you know, a ghost? Are you, it was stupid kid questions we asked. And, um, <laughs> okay. It, yeah. And it took no time at all. Like maybe the second or third question we asked oh. that it started to hit the fan. Uh, the lights all went out, like everything, the whole street went out. Um, two bedroom doors in the hallway open and slam shut. Um, my nephew, of course, started screaming. He was oh. like, wow, you know, and yeah, that was it. We, <laughs> we just, uh, pushed that under the couch and we ran into the back room. It was like a family room, uh-huh. ran back there and, and my nephew came out. He sat there with us the rest of the night. The lights did come back on after about five minutes, but I tell you what, yeah, three terrified kids with the uh, with the candle plus my nephew <laughs> woke up, didn't know why, oh, you know why he was screaming. But it was because the uh, his, the door was slamming, kind sure. of freaked him out. Yeah, man, that's a I'm lot. Scared. Of, that's so a, I don't. That's pretty pretty terrifying, and and that's I don't blame you guys it, being kids, especially. Oof. Uh, Definitely. I think we were supposed to spend the night there because they were going to be home late and I made them take me home <laughs> at like two in the morning. Probably wasn't a good idea looking back. You know, they might have been drunk, but um, but yeah, they took us home and I, I didn't want to leave church when we went to church the next morning. <laughs> so I'm going to stay here a little longer. It scared me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think it was that following summer that there was a bunch of, of uh, high school girls or middle school girls, I guess, at that point, who uh, they wanted to do it again. Somebody brought one over to my house. I'm like, why well, let them do it here? <laughs> and we didn't really have anything creepy happen. Okay. But that's just the vibe. There was a mm-hmm. vibe that I just didn't want to go there, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, I think I'll leave that side of the veil alone for now. You know, I haven't had a touch one since, and I, I won't. No, and I, I think you're right. I, the thing with Ouija boards is that, like nine times out of ten, that'll be just absolutely nothing, or maybe even ninety nine percent of the time. But it's just it, sometimes maybe it's yeah. the location, maybe it's the p- combination of a location and the people using it, and you know whatever is going on with those individuals. But sometimes you make that connection, and just things go sideways. Yeah, it's just creepy. Yeah, that was not fun experience as a, as a young teen and, <laughs> and yeah I, who knows it could have been our energy you know right hey guys let's take a second to talk about chime for many of us personal finance can be a real juggling act stretching to make ends meet and sometimes falling short and getting hit with an overdraft charge is like getting kicked when you're down would you believe in 2019 traditional banks took 11 billion dollars in overdraft fees Thankfully, Chime is different. With Chime, members have saved more than $10 billion in overdraft fees with SpotMe fee-free overdraft. In other words, Chime's got your back. Now you deserve to have financial peace of mind. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started today at Chime.com paranormal. That's Chime.com paranormal. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, N.A., members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Chime member overdraft fee savings based on an eligible member's use of SpotMe versus $33 average overdraft fees. Overdraft fee data based on bank rate checking account survey and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. I was in a room. It was a round room. Uh, there was this light on the other side of it. It was bright, but it wasn't that burned your eyes or anything. I kept trying to walk towards it. You know, it's really cool. And I could take one step, and I was pulled back too.
I, I've always felt like, you know, I could like kind of, uh, I guess not, I don't want to say predict, mm-hmm. but I have premonitions a lot. Okay. Which there's a lot of, a uh, lot of that have, have happened as I've gotten older. Mm. So, but I, cause I've always had that kind of ability to, you know, feel out a situation. Like, I, I don't want to stay here. I want to go. Sure. Kind of thing. And, yep. you know, just ability to kind of read people <laughs> a mm. little bit. So very empathic. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know if they call it, uh, it usually they, it's called they call it clairvoyant. Em- well, there there is clairvoyance, but when you're talking about feeling energies and stuff, a lot of times that's a very strong case of empathy. Like you you feel energies of people. Right. You can you know read people real well, and you can read situations. You can feel when things are coming. Um, that's that sounds very empathetic to me, but uh, you know it could be it, maybe it's you know this it's just a you know potato potato kind of thing. But yeah, that's a very uh, very powerful right. per, very powerful uh, gift. Yeah, it's, it is, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it really isn't. Because, sure, yeah. Because I think it can cloud your, cloud your thought processes sometimes. Sure. Kinda, you know, and I think the biggest, pro- in a, in a, the biggest problem empaths have is that sometimes it's hard to differentiate what, what, what is actually your stuff to deal with and what is everybody else around you stuff to deal with. And that's where it becomes a real struggle, you know, is to figure out what is yours and what isn't and how to shut that off. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Being in a room full, like a big crowds, absolutely. Yeah. I hate it. I just hate it. Yep. No, Um, it's just never. I mean, even as a young, as a youngster, I just, I couldn't stand it. Mm -hmm. Get, Get me in a, in a, a hallway stuffed full of people and yeah, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be having a hard time. You're going to be squirming. Yep. Yeah. It sounds Definitely. like a very strong, very strong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, the, the most, I guess that the worst experience as far as a dream that I've ever had in my life when I was about 16, maybe 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything that precluded it. I was, I wasn't, you know, there wasn't any turmoil, so to speak, going on in my life any more than there is in any teenage girl's life. <laughs> um, but this dream, this dream was so real that I think my dad actually believed it was completely real too. Mm. Um, in this dream, I was in a room. It was a, a oval-shaped room. Or round, I'm sorry, a round room. And there was um, uh, there was just this light on the other side of it. It was it was bright, but it wasn't um, you know something that that burned your eyes or anything. Mm-hmm. And I would I kept trying to walk towards it. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, it's really cool. And I could take one step and I was pulled back to mm. what in the hell is going on. Um, and this dream escalated to where I was just like in a panic trying to move toward. And I could see, I couldn't really, couldn't tell you, I guess maybe as a Catholic girl growing up, I would have said it was Jesus, but I don't know. It was a figurine with his mm-hmm. hands outstretched and you know, okay. like come to me kind of like a mother or father. And um, I'm not, a practicing Catholic anymore, but, um, I don't know, you know, really what it was, but anyways, the, the more I tried to move towards this, the more I was being pulled back wow. and it got to the point where I was just being yanked back physically. Oh. Like I felt it. It felt like there were big hands or claws <laughs> in my side. Oh, I'm literally causing physical pain. Uh-huh. And I remember waking up screaming, screaming bloody murder. Oh, my God. My parents' bedroom was across the hall. And they came running in. And uh, my dad's, you know, just was trying to calm me down, calm what's going on. He thought somebody was, you know, breaking in the house or something. <clears throat> um, my brother wasn't there that night. So he, you know, his room's on a uh, like right next to mine, so somebody was breaking in. He probably heard it oh. <clears throat> first before me. So my dad 
running in. And uh, I, they said I was tearing off my nightgown. And I, I said, look what it did to me. Look what it did to me. And my mom was just trying to cover me up. So my dad didn't see me, <laughs> but there were, there were, there were physically red marks down both my sides. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. How many do you do, do um, each side? I don't know. I okay. didn't look at them myself because I was so scared. Sure. Um, but my mom. My mom got a cold washcloth and, and wiped him down, and there was no skin broken, okay. as far as I remember. Okay, yeah. Um, but she was just trying to, she thought I'd scratch, I could have scratched myself. I don't know. Mm. Wow. Um, I don't know, but it was pretty, pretty profound and pretty, it scared my dad so much that he slept in the other twin bed in my room that night. Aww. And that Not like him at all. Right. He was a guy who was... You know, oh, come on, you big baby kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so he sure. was, you know, always about, you got to be tough, you yeah. know, and you got to take the chance. And you got to, and he never would have, I don't remember him babying me when I was little, you know. Wow. He was just never, if you fell and skinned your knee, he's like, wipe it off and get back out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So for him to sleep in my room that night was pretty, pretty profound to me. I don't, it was, uh, yeah. it was scary. It was really scary. It's, you got to wonder. I, I remember the scratches lasting a couple days. Uh-huh. I want to say there was like five or six okay. on the side. Wow. Uh, like from my armpit to my, to my waist. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard to do yourself from yeah, your armpit. Always, you know, it'd be hard to make a scratch from your own armpit all the way down your side. So, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. And I've always been one to keep my nails very, very short. Yeah. No, you know, you got to wonder. Maybe Never. when they came into your room, maybe they, maybe they felt something in the room that really caused them to to worry. You know, you know what I mean. Like when you're in the presence of something dark, a lot of people like really have a visceral reaction to it. Like you feel that darkness. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to wonder if maybe yeah. that's why he didn't decide. No, I'm staying here. You know. I think he did. I think he had a lot of the same kind of abilities that I have. Oh sure. Okay. So something that. I- Psychic told me a few years ago that it would make it make sense. Mm-hmm. But now that I think back about things like that, right? Like, I think there was, gosh, I don't remember. I don't remember ever waking them up at night. You know, I guess I was a pretty independent kid. Sure. I think, um, you know, I, I never, I was not a, uh, uh, I didn't have bad dreams. I wasn't a mm-hmm. sleepwalker or anything. Sure. So, so, so it was they unusual. Knew, yeah, they knew if you were screaming, that wasn't Very, the normal thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeesh. Once I became a nurse, though, and I worked night shift, I saw a lot of stuff. Wow. See, I love these stories, too, because uh, I, I think that's, you know, of course, hospitals are hotbeds for this kind of activity. I work mostly in nursing homes. Oh, long-term care sure okay that's even more <laughs> yeah yeah exactly even more would love to hear about those oh gosh i um for years and years seven or eight years i worked in a nursing home that was just it wasn't that old but it was so active it wasn't even funny hmm. oh my goodness especially on night shift um and there was another girl i worked with who if her and I were both there, we we all knew that weird stuff was going to happen. <laughs> as a, I just, just the combination of us two together. Oh, sure. Um, so one of the first things I remember was I had a lady whose, whose room was right next to the nurse's station. And I was finishing up. I think I was working evening shift that night. <clears throat> I was what they call PRN, so I worked whenever needed me oh okay like the young fall mm-hmm. a lot so sometimes i worked all three shifts in one week it just depended um but remember uh, she was dying she was oh gosh the first room right by the nurse's station so mm. uh, at the end of the night sitting at the nurse's station somebody uh Came up, I think one of the aides came up and said, so and so needed Tylenol. So I got up and I took the, the meds down there to this other lady. Mm-hmm. As I went by the patient who was dying's room, I saw 
a man standing next to her bed um, that looked like her son. And he would usually, sometimes he'd come in late at night because he was a doctor's orthopedic surgeon. Oh, okay. And uh, sometimes, only time he could visit her was after visiting hours and stuff. Sure. But um, they always had to ring a doorbell after 8 o'clock. So I'm like, well, I don't remember anybody ringing the you know doorbell. Maybe I didn't hear it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I walked back down and I came back up to the nurse's station and I asked the CNA, I said, and he wasn't there anymore. So I said, did you let Barbie's, um, son out? She's like, he wasn't here. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was just standing there next to her bed when I walked by, you know, two minutes ago. Uh-huh. And she's like, he has not been here tonight. He has not been here tonight. Wow. Um, and she goes, honey. You saw her husband. And I was like, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, her husband. I said, she's been on hospice. I've seen her every day, she said. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he, he um, and, and it, the funny thing is, it's if, you, if you knew both of those guys, that you, it's very hard to tell them apart. Oh, they were both okay. doctors. They were both built exactly the same. <laughs> you know, both, both wore a suit every day, so... Yeah, that was a that was you know kind of a weird experience that I had first that as a is. fairly new nurse. <laughs> welcome, yeah, to, it was, welcome to nursing. Yeah, uh, it, it was always like okay, when the sun goes down, you know the stuff then you know start happening. Sure. Especially on like full moons, I'm telling you. <laughs> if if the residents aren't going crazy on a full moon, mm-hmm. uh, then the the ghosts are. So. Um, Another time, it was uh, another patient who was real hesitant to go on hospice. And, I mean, she absolutely needed to be because it would have been, you know, a a big relief on us, the staff, and on her family and for her. um, Because hospice provides extra services on top of what we, as nurses and, and, you know, nursing home staff. So, um, I talked her into it finally. And two days after she went on hospice, she passed away. Oh, wow. Um, it was real early in my shift, uh, right at, at third shift, I believe. So like 11 o'clock at night, 1130. The nurse's aide came to me and I, she said, I think she's died. So I went down there, um, got to the room. She was, the nurse's aide was behind me. And I went, <gasps> yes. And I stopped and I was like, oh, and she's like, what is wrong with you? Because she almost ran into me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, nothing, 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 nothing. Everything's okay. It's all right. Um, uh, and uh, went in and listened to her. There was no heartbeat left. There was no respirations. Um, so I asked the CNA to go get another nurse because you have to have two you know, nurses verify. Sure. Um, but there's no signs of life. And um, so then I think a couple of other people came in to help. And and uh, we went outside the room again together to see. And I just, what? Why did you stop like that? What did you see? And I said, well, I think I saw her soul leaving her body. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It was a blue mist that was hanging just above her bed. It was real pale, luminescent blue, kind of like human-shaped, I guess you would say. Okay. But it was just floating there. It was just floating there. It was so cool. It really was. It, uh, besides scaring the daylights out of me, <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. It was, and it was like, it was, you know, I don't know, kind of a closure for me because her and I had been really close. and um, So we, we all went back in there and, and I called her family and asked them to come over. And, of course, they probably knew why we asked them to come over. But Sure. Um, and we went back in the room to clean her up, what we do, to make them more presentable. Mm-hmm. Um, clean linens and gowns on to the family or whatever. And um, I finished up what I was doing, went to the bathroom, washed my hands, standing at the foot of her bed, and I felt this tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay, <laughs> I know you're there. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was kind of cool. It was oh. uh, 
it did. The tap on my shoulder didn't really bother me right. as much as, you know, the, the kind of the, the shock of seeing that. Sure. We missed above the body. We used to put, uh, sometimes somebody would put a, this ghost app thing on their phone. <laughs> and, you know, if we were yeah. downtime. Yeah, they, they would. I would, I would, you know, I'd be like, okay, guys. <laughs> You know, just don't wake anybody up sure. laughing or running up down the halls or anything silly like that. Uh-huh. I decided I was going to follow them once. Like, okay, I want to see what this thing does. So we go, we're outside of a room that both of the ladies were, gosh, they both had been there like 10 years. Uh-huh. And they were both um, on hospice. Okay. Um, and this ghost app lights up and it starts saying words. Most of them don't make sense. Right. Then it said one one of the ladies' names, which oh. was a very unusual name. It was not Mary or Jane or anything like that. Okay. It said the one lady's name, and then it said the second lady's name. Wow. And I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no more. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I, no. Uh, they weren't allowed to play with that when I was working anymore. <laughs> I was like, that is creepy. It is. Never had one of those on my mind. Yeah. They're interesting. Um, I, I agree. There was though. one Halloween. I was going to say they're they're very interesting, those apps, but I think most of them are, are you know, just junk and, and silly. But I think there's a couple of them out there that oh. might at least be built on the attempt to, to you know, to really locate something. And, uh, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm undecided whether there's much merit in those at all, but I'm really interested in hearing that you had two valid, yeah. name, valid names come up. I think that's pretty powerful. Yes. Hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Yeah. Because, I mean, Adeline, that's not a common name, was one of them. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was pretty unusual. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't appreciate them using it when I was there again. <laughs> sure. <laughs> kind of like the Ouija board. Keep that away from me, just get out of here. <laughs> but um, there was one year on Halloween that, oh, my gosh. I, I There were people who I didn't, and I worked with that night, that didn't believe in paranormal but i think they might have by the end of that night (laughs) it was i mean literally halloween a full moon um you know no stars in the sky black windy cold uh just you know the creepiest halloween night you could think of right Uh, we would hear a walker going down the hall and there's nobody there we had a pool in that unit um an in-ground pool for therapy Uh and the call light would go off in that room that pool room over and over and over again. We had a, a maintenance guy that was there till one in the morning. We made him go in there like three times. <laughs> We're like, you need to go in there, figure out what's going on with that thing, you know, or disconnect it. And he's like, and he went in there and turned it off. And the one time he came right back out and he was talking to us and he was saying, okay, girls, I got your ghost under control. And it went off again. <laughs> oh. And the look on his face was priceless. It was priceless. I think he believed that night. He he became a believer. Um, but, yeah. I mean, there would be call lights going off in empty rooms. I thought somebody's got to be. You guys are pulling a prank, you know. But sure. wow. there was just all kinds of stuff going on that night. That's um. Wild. Yeah, yeah. It was it was quite a night. So as they were wheeling her down the hallway and I was kind of walking behind them, I saw the figure go across the doorway. (laughs) Well, the hallway. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, here, you can take them out here. Jackie, uh, you you take them out to the front. I'll stay here. Was your was your nursing career all in the same place, or or did you uh, work in other locations as well? Oh yeah, yeah. That the the where I've told you all these stories is the main main place that I worked. I worked there um, as a nurse's aide, and then I worked there for seven years, oh. eight years as a nurse. Okay. So yeah, that. I had worked there as a nurse's aide, quit when I went back to school, and then I went back after a while of being a nurse. Um, 
first nursing job I had was in a brand new rehab hospital. So oh, okay. I was there for a few years. So, hmm. um, and I've worked other nursing homes, which there's one that's now closed down here in this area. That was really creepy. Oh. Um, that one was, I just, I didn't work for them. I went there through an agency, but I went there all the time. Oh. Um, until I decided to anymore. <laughs> uh, really, really old place. It was actually the place where they put TB patients back in the day. And oh. they had, uh, on the property, they had these little tiny little brick houses. And those were where they put the ones that were ready to die, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, um, pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. This place was always the place where um, all the, I guess you hate the word indigent, but sure. where um, all the county uh, wards of the state, um, right. people that, you know, were disabled and mm-hmm. That was where they went. It was kind of known as that type of place. Oh, okay. Because it was owned by the county. Uh, there was a stairway that went nowhere in that place. And, uh, yeah, scary. It was it was not a cool place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, it was, they called it the stairway to nowhere. Oh. Uh, I, I never went down it. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no. Nope. All the story. It's called I- Irene Byron Health Center. If you ever look up, I will. Yeah, they closed it down. They haven't torn down the buildings, but that place was creepy. Um, it, I would just see apparitions in the hallway when I worked there. Wow. Um, you know, I'm sitting at the nurse's station. Something goes flying by, or you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's got to be incredible. Um, wow. Can I ask you a question though? Would did you notice sure. the activity was consistent or was it more certain times of the year you would see more and hear more or were there, was there any kind of triggers that you noticed like at a certain times of day or, or, or anything like that? No, not really. Okay. Um, it was, I, I don't remember too much. If there were, were things that happened during the day, I would have thought that, probably would have been it was that's your busiest time sure you know, you're doing two or three med passes you've got people everywhere mm-hmm. there's no quiet time you know there's really no quiet time or downtime right um i i always prefer to work days or third but then the more i work third the more stuff happens so mm. night shift was always basically you know when the sun goes down and especially in a memory care unit Mm. If you're in a memory care unit, uh, sundowners all times of the year is very real. Oh, um, sometimes they can go from, you know, very calm and cool to, you know, watch out here she comes kind of thing after the sun goes down. Oh, okay. um, huh. And it's just kind of like a when the kid when kids are little and you got one that's acting up and the rest of them start acting a fool. That you know, it gets everybody stirred up. Sure, gotcha. Huh. Yeah, I'm all stirred up. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but the one of the one of the most profound experiences I had at the nursing home was a hat man. Oh. Um, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what hat man was before it escaped. Okay. I had I had never seen anything outside of a patient's room, you know, where I, I've seen an apparition standing by the bed in the one case or saw the soul leave the body. I had never seen anything that I considered sinister until this day. Mm-hmm. Um, was on a really quiet unit. It was like, gosh, I think 12 beds. So all ladies and all sweet and easy to take care of. Um, the, the girl that I worked with that night, one that I said, when her and I work together, there usually stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was nobody was sick. Everybody was good. It was like, you know, uh, one of those nursing reports that takes five minutes to get a nurse to tell you what went on instead of 35 minutes to tell you everything that went on, you know, during their shift. <laughs> right. Um, 
there was one lady, the nurse said she, after dinner, started having some sniffles and sneezing. Um, and she didn't, you know, was showing some cold symptoms. Breathing was fine. She wasn't on oxygen or anything like that. It would compromise her mm-hmm. really, you know, sure. no, no major issues besides having a dementia. <clears throat> so we, um, my nurse is Aiden, I would two rounds together at night, uh, just to make things go easier for her. And, and, you know, kind of, I would then take that time while we were waking them up to change their bed or whatever, uh, to do their vital signs and stuff like that. So I didn't wake them up other than when they need to. Right. Um, so just kind of, you know, so then at the, before we were getting ready to do our last rounds at three thirty or four in the morning, she went to lunch and she came back and she was like, that is just something weird here tonight. Just don't like it. You know, I'm like, what? And she's like, no, I don't know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> everything <laughs> felt fine to me. It was a great night. Everything was going good, you know? Okay. Um, so I went to lunch and then I walked by the dining room where the residents ate. There's like a, a wall full of uh, sliding glass doors. And they were, you know, I guess, the, the sliding glass doors are about seven or eight feet tall. I don't know. Okay. How tall are they usually? You know how tall they are usually? Like a standard sliding glass door? I guess about, probably about six and a half feet, maybe seven feet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, six and a half, seven feet. And standing next to the, to the, the sliding glass door, I saw a figure. I was taller than the, the door frame. Oh, geez. Um, it had a black uh, cape-looking thing, mm-hmm. a hat. It wasn't a it wasn't a pointy hat or any kind of. It was just a like a large fedora would be. Okay. And it had. I couldn't see a face because it was looking out the doorway. It wasn't looking towards me. Thank God, because I probably would have pooped myself right there. <laughs> uh, it had the one thing I remember the most. Yeah, I would have mm-hmm. was pointy boots. Oh. It had boots with the toes that curled up. Wow. So, like you would think a witch's, right? You know, yep. she would be weird, but it looked like a man. It had big, broad shoulders, and like I said, it was about six, six and a half foot. It was at least six, seven to seven foot, at least. Oof. At least with before the hat, yeah. Wow. Uh, the employee break room was right on the other side of that, so I scooted my butt over there, and I'm thinking, "Oh my God, what did I just see? What did I just see?" You know. Right. Yeah. Um, there's nobody in the building that I could think of that that would have you know played that trick. I'm thinking, was it lighting? Was I seeing a shadow? No, nothing else made sense. Um. And so I went back and I told after lunch, actually, well, this is what I did. Instead of going back by the dining room mm-hmm. when it was dark out, I went out the side door, which I could go to without going by the dining room. And I walked all the way through the parking lot and went through the other door <laughs> on the other side of the whole nursing home uh-huh. to get back to my unit. So I would not have to go. Okay. You know, this was like the closest dining room to the unit, and I went all the way around the building <laughs> oh, just no. to avoid going past that dining room that night. Okay. And I I walked over to the nurse's station, and I, you know, my CNA, uh, she said, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, my God, before I went to break, you won't believe what I saw in the dining room. She's like, you saw the same thing I did. I'm like, what? Don't even. And she said, yeah, and she described it perfectly. I'm like, that's why you said what you said when you came back. You know, I'm like, you could have said, hey, I saw something in the dining room. Don't go that way. Little that would have been nice of you. Little heads up, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we were talking. And I went to the restroom, washed my hands, and we got busy doing our rounds. We went into that lady's room who was having mild cold, cold symptoms. Mm-hmm. And she was coding. Whoa. She was... Yeah. And I had checked on her literally like a half hour before that or before I went on break. I just went in and checked on her, listened to her lungs, and she was fine. 
she had absolutely no symptoms of being, yeah, you know. Sure. So that was that was weird. That was so freaking weird. Did did she um, end up? Did she end up passing? Yeah, she did. Oh. She was actually a full coat, so we had to do CPR. Oh. So you know, I'm calling the other side of the building where they just see me walk by. Mm-hmm. Um, they came down and helped us do CPR and um, they took over wow. compressions for me and I uh, ended up being the one to call 911. And sure. Yeah, so when I called 911 and they got there, they continued doing CPR and as they were pushing her down the hallway, the dining room to go out the front door, oh. um, I saw the figure pass in front of the hallway on the other end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, we were kind of, there was a nurse station with two halls at the front of the building and we were kind of dining room in the middle and we were behind that. So as they were wheeling her down the hallway and I was kind of walking behind them, I saw the figure go across the doorway. <laughs> of the hall, well, the hallway. Wow. Opening. Yeah. Nice. So I was like, oh, here, you can take him out here. Jackie, uh, you know, you take him out to the front. I'll stay here. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So that was, that was, that rattled me like nothing else. I would usually be one if I got done working nights, I go home and I'm, I'm asleep in, you know, yeah. 15 minutes time. Mm-hmm. Could not sleep that night or that morning when I got home at all. And I had never heard of it. So I'm like Googling tall black figure in nursing home. <laughs> that was my, my actual Google search uh-huh. and um, all the stuff come up I'm like you know all, thousands of stories and mm-hmm. and uh, blog posts and stuff of people have seen the same thing and I'm like okay I'm not crazy no so yeah and then you know there were some people that had um, like an artist rendition of what they had seen and I kind of cemented to me I'm like that's the first time and hopefully the last time I ever see something like that. <laughs> and it, it, so In, did you yeah. get the impression that was there for her? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's the impression I'm so. getting too. There must've been what? Must've been a reason uh, that it was there and so present that several people saw it and uh, then was never yeah. there again. Well, I didn't see it again. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. That's what I, I, mean. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> That was it. That was during a time when I lived in the house. Um, that was definitely haunted. Uh-huh. So um, it was. Uh, yeah, we we would see shadow people there all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you daughter, had, my husband, and I. You've had a, an incredible journey. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah, that that house was it was creepy. I mean, if I have I've learned to sleep with my bedroom door closed, and, mm-hmm. and I never did before in my life. Um, uh, not all the time, you know. Maybe I was a teenager, of course, I tried to lock everybody out. But um, yeah, that house. If I had the door open, I would see something peek around the corner, oh, and then go back. Like, no, not cool. <laughs> And as a mom, you think, you know, what are you doing? What are your kids doing? Somebody up messing around or something, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, uh, that friend that I worked with, uh, she came over to my house and, and, and she went over to my sister's house with me, not too far away. Um, and the next day at work, she tells me, I felt something really strange in your house. Um. It was definitely a male presence. It wasn't very... Nice, and I'm like, well, you should have told him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we had this uh, antique doll in a in an antique wicker carriage that my son begged me for the longest time to throw that throw that thing out. He's like, that thing is creepy. Mm-hmm. It would move. Um, it would move from one corner of the dining room to the other. Oh, and uh, it would. Be turned around facing the wall. Yeah, it was a creepy thing. That's really profound. Um, I am. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that thing went in the garbage. <laughs> it was. It wasn't very, I think I had it like 
six bucks, you know. <laughs> didn't didn't care for that kind of activity. That was creepy. Yeah. Um, one day in that house, my daughter was in probably tenth uh, grade or something, and uh, I had just gotten home from work, work nights. Mm-hmm. Everybody was in, you know, getting ready for school. And uh, my uh, husband was dropping her off at school. She didn't have to take a bus because she got up late. And I think the boys were, either they were downstairs or they were getting ready to leave. Um, and uh, she was in the shower and both sinks in the, the bathroom got turned on, hot and cold, full blast. Oh, no. So much that it, Flooded the bathroom. It went down through the kitchen. It was coming out all around the lot in the kitchen ceiling, and it went down the in just like no time at all. Wow! And you know, I'm like, yeah, the boys are screaming, "Mom, there's water coming out of the ceiling!" I'm like, "What?" (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, and and you know, ran up to the bathroom like, "Sarah, what did you do? Why did you do that?" She's like, "I didn't do nothing. I'm in the." She's still in the shower. Oh. And that water was on full blast. Oh. There were other times that, and I was like, yeah, that was weird. That mm-hmm. was weird. We didn't even have a cat that was in there with her and we could have done it <laughs> at that time or anything. Yikes. Really weird. Very. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of water damage I had to <laughs> there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the dogs would, yeah, the dogs would bark at nothing in that house. Mm. They would just growl, you know. Yeah. Yeah, pets can pick uh, up on these energies pretty quickly. That was, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. Um after that we build a house. Oh, <laughs> was good for you. Afraid to. Um <laughs> yeah, I was afraid to live in a house that somebody else had lived in. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that there was I don't know. So we built the house. Um, but unfortunately, like um a month or two later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, my God. Um, so I was home. Yeah, I was home. I had 14 months of chemo and radiation. Wow. So um, I had a few weird things happen at that house. But I didn't really think there was much else that happened while I was going through that, except I had my nephew died, my brother died, and I had two best friends that died wow. during that first, well, during the year that I was on treatment. Over, on treatment. My two best friends that died were friends who were over 20 years, and they both died of breast cancer. So Aww. that was rough. It was yeah. real rough. Yeah. Well, uh, and I had another acquaintance that died of breast cancer. She was one of my good friends, Aww. my childhood friend that I knew her too growing Aww. up. So that was a rough time, but I got through it, and I'm here 10 years here later. You are. So. You're a survivor. You, yep. are, you, yep. you won. Good yep. for you. Uh, I'm sorry for your losses, yeah, it, for what that's worth. But uh, yeah, uh, it was a rough time. I um, can only imagine. Oh. My oldest nephew, my oldest nephew, was the one that died. He was only three and a half, well, just under four years younger than me. So oh. we were like brother and sister, you know. Yeah. So that was rough. I've never had anything paranormal in regards to his death. Um, my other family members seem to like to come through a lot. Hmm. I've had two two brothers, sister and mom and dad that have all died. Um, hmm. My dad would come through to me in like dreams. Uh, cool, yeah. Symbolic type of things. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Uh, my mom always had a belief that there's a purgatory. If you're not a perfect person, you go to purgatory. Sure. You ever heard of that? Oh yeah, that's very Catholic uh, belief. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she she her belief, and I would ask her. Well, how long get to be in purgatory? She said three months. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. Well, I guess I can be bad then. I only got to spend three <laughs> months there, right? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, she always said that. Um, I think your dad might have to spend a little more time, three months in purgatory. <laughs> uh, she was so bad. She was so bad. Oh. So uh, I remember a dream where. Uh, it was it was probably around that three month mark that my dad died. Where he came to me in a dream, and he was sitting in a chair with the clothes that he wore in the seventies. You know mm-hmm. those those um, 
oh gosh, I think he even had white leather shoes on. Oof. But it was like a <laughs> seersucker suit. He had a blue and white seersucker suit. Wow. Um, and he had a pendant on his neck that he was playing with and he showed it to me and said it tell your mom i'm okay now Aww. and it was a, a saint christopher medallion that we had buried him with so oh, you know cool. i don't know whether it was him or it was just my you know and he was on hospice for 22 months so I mean, besides the shock of, of the first parent or first person in my immediate family to die i was really pretty relieved because he was suffering, you know, pretty greatly. So it wasn't really, it wasn't as difficult when he died for me because I was, I I knew what was going on. Sure. You know, I was prepared for it, I guess you could say. Sure. Yeah. So, um, and the next person to die in my family was my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say his name. I don't mind. His name was Denny. Okay. He was, uh, 57 years old. Oh, okay. Really young. He uh, had had open heart surgery actually the week I was diagnosed with cancer and almost died mm. like three times that week alone because he they couldn't get him off the ventilator. Ended up being in ICU for 23 days. Oof. Um, he finally came home. Yeah. Finally came home and he was, uh, his wife was back to work and so my other sister and I, and her nurses, uh, had flexible schedules, and we were helping to take them to appointments. I took him to an appointment on a Wednesday. He was doing pretty good. Took him home, and that Friday, his wife was taking him to an appointment, and he died in the car. Um, she actually pulled the car over to somebody's driveway and pulled him out of the car. And did CPR on him. Someone pulled up to help her. Um, and then that person stuck around and moved her car to a gas station after wow. after the uh, ambulance left. Um, and then they actually brought her keys to her over to Parkview Hospital. It was pretty amazing what they did for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he died, when he died, a lot of us had weird things happen. Oh. Um, my sister was getting texts on her phone oh, from him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what this said, but it was like uh, one was pick out the picture, um, but he was a terrible speller. So it said picture <laughs> like of water picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was, when she was on her way over to help us do the funeral planning. So that was weird. Um, He had been at my brother's like a week before that for uh, a birthday party um, for one of the nephews, I think that was turning 30 and he had left his hat uh, at his place at the lake. And Mm -hmm. he said, my brother said he called me that morning before they went to the uh, appointment and said, I left my pirate's hat there. You found it. My brother said, my other brother, him, well, if I had, I would have burned it. Because, you know, <laughs> he's a Cubs fan. The rest of the boys are all Cubs fans. So he said, no, I haven't seen it. If I had found it, I would have burned it. You know, joking with him. That's the last time they talked. Uh-huh. Um, he got the call. He's a realtor, so he was still at home working from home and he got the call. My brother had passed away and we were all meeting at the hospital. He walked out on his back porch to get his dog in and that hat was sitting on his table oh. when it hadn't been there Wow! anytime before that. So yeah. Um, gosh, there were so many different things that happened. I remember. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was a, you know, that was the first sibling we lost. My mom was still alive, <clears throat> even though she, her Alzheimer's was to the point where she really didn't know what was going on until oh. like uh, halfway through the funeral at the, at the service. Oh. And she looked over and said, Oh my gosh, is that Denny? I, my son died, you know, really, really sad. 
Mm. Alzheimer's can be a blessing in that way, though, that, you know, it didn't affect her, kind of left her memory. Yeah. Because I know she would have been devastated if she would have really known. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today. I really appreciate it. I just, I really thank you, though. These these stories have been phenomenal. You've been phenomenal, and thank you so much. And uh, I I just hope that if anything else happens or if you have more to share, you'll come back and do it again. Oh, I do. I have more to share, but that's okay. I I talk too fast. Oh, no, it's fine. (laughs) So I apologize if I rambled on. We can always do a part Um, two. I guess I learned to talk. Yeah, we can always do a, we can always do another recording as well another time and uh, do yeah. another episode if if, yeah. if you'd like to do that. I I think it'd be fascinating and fantastic. No problem. Alright guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash paranormal portal radio. As well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows, Journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, out, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. 